0: Welcome to Imagine the Possibilities with Intellia, where we showcase Intellia talent across departments. My name is Maritza Makowski, Associate Director, Talent Attraction Programs. And my name
1: is Ellie kalam Talent Attraction Partner. On this show, we take deep dives into all things culture and careers. We talk about career steps and missteps, development,
0: growth, and more. Just imagine the possibilities of what we can learn together.
1: Today, we are imagining the possibilities with Eliana Clark, Executive Vice President, Chief Technical Officer at Intellia. Eliana joined Intellia in January 2020 after nearly 20 years of experience in the biopharmaceutical industry. Prior to Intellia, Eliana worked for some incredible companies, including Biogen and Genzyme. She holds a Bachelor of Engineering and PhD in Chemical Engineering from the Universidad Nacional del Litoral in Argentina and has graduated from the Greater Boston Executive Program at MIT Sloan School of Management. Prior to working in the industry, Eliana was a professor at Tufts University in the Chemical and Biological Engineering Department for nearly 15 years. Fun fact, Eliana has lived in three different countries, Argentina, where she was born, Switzerland, and the U.S.
0: Hi, Eliana. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. In the show intro, we provided a quick introduction, but we'd love to have you start and
2: share your elevator pitch version of your bio. Thank you for having me. As you mentioned, I I was born and grew up in Argentina. I actually had my formal education in Argentina, all the way to my PhD. Another fun fact about me, I was the first woman to get a PhD in chemical engineering in the country. So if you look at the who is who in Argentina, you will find my name. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah, something that makes my mother very proud. She she shows it to everybody. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) very happy to have that anyway. Uh, but then I came to the U.S. to postdoc. Uh, the goal was to go back to Argentina and, mm-hmm. and set up a research um, laboratory, you know, an academic research laboratory. Unfortunately, Argentina had, um, you know, terrible economic and and political uh, challenges at the time, and I couldn't go back. So I ended up staying in the U.S. and setting up an academic research Laboratory at a, a Tufts University oh, okay. uh, that you mentioned in the in the introduction, and I was there for many years. Um, I, I was also the chair of the Chemical Engineering Department. Um, at the time, uh, we we I led the change, the transformation of the department from a Chemical engineering into a Chemical and Biological Engineering Department, and that was the the first Chemical Engineering Department that made that change. Wow! And especially one at you know at the time I and mean, Tufts. Uh, chemical engineering had been uh, around for more than 90 years so it was a big change Mm. I was very excited I had I did research I taught students I uh, I taught pretty much every course in the curriculum I did a lot of student advice Mm. and it was it was a good time many of industry have been my students in the past so it's always nice to have a reunion with them uh, when I see them (laughs) <laughs> and they remember, and some of them said, I may not have been the most memorable, memorable student that you had, but I do remember them. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, But then I, I um, switched and decided to work uh, in industry. So as you mentioned, I worked at uh, GenZam and Sanofi and then in BioGen- many different roles. They gave me an opportunity to see um, a lot of the end-to-end that you do in the, in the biotech space from an operations point of view. And that brought me to Intelia where I am today. That is like, uh, it's the culmination of uh, uh, everything that I learned and I could do, uh, that I could bring to Intelia from my career and the culmination of many years of learning and experience that I can apply to actually making a a huge difference in people's life with this amazing technology that we have. And as recently, uh, you know, John mentioned uh, recently, the potential of functional cures. Mm -hmm. And it's something that uh, having worked on disease-modifying therapies, uh, a functional cure is something that we all strive for in, in our space. So I'm thrilled to be here at Intellia and to lead the organization that makes the products for Intellia.
0: That is fantastic. Wow. The first of many. That's quite an accomplishment. That's great. (laughs) And your three-year anniversary with Intelia is coming up. Do you recall when you first learned about the company and maybe what attracted you to interview and apply?
2: Oh, yes. Uh, You know, Intelia is one of the pioneer gene um, editing companies. So uh, when you're working at space, you know about I- Intellia. And I, I started to learn a little bit about gene editing in my previous company. Uh, we were talking at the time about the future and where is the future taking mm. us? And the future was going into the genome editing space. So when I got approached mm-hmm. uh, for a, a, a role at Int- a fantastic role at Intellia, I was very excited. And uh, and then looking at all the materials, you know, I received a lot of information about the company, mostly the things that you see in our website, right, mm-hmm. about the, you know, uh, presentations that we give in conferences, et cetera. And I read, I read a little bit more, I became even more excited. And then coming to interview, it was just a fantastic experience. And uh, um, and uh, it was, I think it was like laugh of first sight. I came in <laughs> and I said, oh, this is the place where you know, looking at the values on the walls, just meeting the people that I met, learning about mm-hmm. the technology, it was like a, a, a a great match and there was that was it now i wanted <laughs> i wanted an offer <laughs> and
0: <I got> it. <laughs>
2: yeah. that is great i feel the same way from the very
0: first interview it just felt more like a conversation like i'd been on the team for years and just love it for its side i like that saying <laughs> and now of course you are our evp chief technical officer what does a day in the life look like for that role
2: oh well as you probably imagine I go to a lot of meetings uh, <laughs> during the day, and uh, you know, many meetings that might be governance, or it might be with my uh, my direct reports or my staff. I also have you know meetings, just one to one meetings or small in settings, smaller settings where we may be talking a particular about a particular issue or challenge. I also try to meet with my you know peers. And then I have mentees. At Intelia. I'm part of the LEAP program, and I actually enjoy uh, meeting with my mentees. And when I'm in the office, I try to kind of walk around and catch up with folks and ask them how they are doing. Because I go to a lot of meetings, I get a lot of pre-reads. I try to read my pre-reads mm. so I can be prepared for the conversations that I'm about to have or decisions that we may be asked to make. And I also try to stay abreast of what's going on in, in the biotech space, and that Covers a whole day and more. Yes, definitely. What I think there's a lot
0: of sources out there. How do you stay up to date on what's going on? Do you have like a go to source you recommend people go to to read what's going on in the
2: industry? We actually within Intelia, many of us receive on a daily basis um, some uh, news uh, feeds. Um, and I also follow like Endpoint News and Fierce mm-hmm. Biotech. And I try to learn what's going on in the industry. I I, I read also some technical journals to see what, how the science is advised, ad, ad, advanced. And I try to do that um, early in the morning when I first get up, mm-hmm. I, I drink coffee and I sit with my cell phone and that's when I check on all these things. You know, it's reading the, the, uh, the uh, outside of the company news and then I read a lot of the, uh, uh, relevant biotech news. So I know what's going on. That's great. And that's my morning coffee. So <laughs> <great>. <laughs> Just a brief glimpse of your day. Yes. <laughs> so you
1: mentioned earlier that you were a professor at Tufts University. So what is a lesson
2: you learned as a professor that you've applied in your current role? You know, when I took that role, one of my friends uh, said to me, Eliana, remember that you were a student once.
0: Mm-hmm. And I it stay
2: with me, right? And actually, stays with me to this day, right? So when I started at Tufts, I wanted to make sure that when I work with students, that I remember that experience and what their expectations were, and and definitely stay with me. And then the other um, uh, part of my academic career that I enjoy was advising students. That is a little bit about what you do when you mentor, mm-hmm. and that's something that also stay with me. So. I apply both of them you know when I when every every new role every new company that I have joined I always think about how is the experience of the people that I'm working with if I was that person when I started that role you know now that person is going to be in my organization but I was one of them once what was my experience what were my expectations what did I want the leaders to do Uh, for the organization and for me in particular so and then the mentoring is something that I love and then development you know
0: my favorite
2: day is career development uh you know day on a quarterly basis and development conversations I love those too
1: and then looking back could you speak about when you first became passionate about
2: pursuing your career in the biopharmaceutical industry So as I mentioned, I was at Tufts for uh, about 14 years and working in the biotech space and many, and I was very active in professional societies and many of my uh, colleagues were working in biopharma and they, we will talk about these amazing products that they were developing and that opportunity to completely transform uh, medicine. By you know, we're talking about the early stages of biotech when you had the the very first monoclonal antibodies that were being developed. and mm-hmm. and that picked my interest in if i am I'm an engineer by training, so you know my goal is to actually figure out how to make things, make mm-hmm. them a reality, take science and and, and make it a reality, that mm-hmm. there's no better place to do that than working in an industry. And once you work in the biotech industry, it's very hard to think about anything else <laughs> yeah. because you know you're going to make a difference in people's life with the medicines that you work on.
1: Yeah, it's such a powerful feeling and position to be in, especially at this point where we're at, um, at Intelia. Yes. So could you speak a little about who has been your most important professional mentor and why?
2: I had many mentors um, over the years and... They've been key every time I had to make a big decision, like a change in a within the same company, a change in jobs, or changing from one company to another. Always asking the right questions. So you want a mentor to actually challenge you and ask you the mm-hmm. right questions. And and so, for instance, coming to Intelia, my mentor uh, said, "Well, look, make a list of the things that are important to you and put them in that order. And then when you look at Intelia or any other company that you consider." front them and see where you feel. And um, as I said, love at first sight. Intelia <laughs> was like way, you know, ahead of everybody. But it was very useful. And then I met after I took the job at Intelia. I met with my mentor about three months later, and he said, "So now that you are in, how does it feel?" And I said, "Well, it's, you know, it exceeded my expectations." And we went over the list again. It was wonderful. But the most impactful one was a, a colleague that I had at Tufts University. His name is Walter Judah. Actually, he, 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 he passed away about 10 years ago. Mm. So Walter was an older chemist. He came to Tufts when he was in his 80s. And oh, he set God. up a re- Yeah, uh, he was, he, he, he was the, that lifelong learner that you meet, you know, like he always wanted to do something transformational. So he set up a lab at Tufts. And he would come to my office, uh, I was the chair of the department, and he would come to my office at the end of the day and always ask me that same question. What did you do for yourself today Eliana? Not for Tufts, not for the department, not for your students, not for your husband or your kids or your mom for Eliana. And it was a very hard question to answer because Mm -hmm. all of the other things took priority. And so he insisted on them to make sure that I did actually spend time for myself. And that's something that I keep with me. I always remember Walter and and how how impactful he was. And he's with me even today, even though he's (laughs) full. Wow. And I love a good
0: list, pro, con, whatever the list might be. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's great. And so now as a leader at Intelia, what skills or leadership skills would you say you have found to be the most useful in overseeing tech ops and quality?
2: Oh, they are all, I mean, I love the uh, leadership competencies and they're all so very relevant. But when I think about leading the organization, so it's technical operations, quality, and also uh, genomics operations, I think about, you know, in, inspires innovation and problem solving. Uh, but being in operations, you actually have to be very execution driven. Mm-hmm. So driving execution is a big component. And if you, ask, if you ask folks that work in tech ops or genomics operations or quality, they will always highlight the driving execution because. At the end of the day, we have to make the products for Intellia. So we yeah. have to deliver, right? And, and that's when you asked us about our values, you know, many of us are very aligned with the deliver, you know, mm-hmm. one and deliver mm-hmm. are the ones that we are, uh, you know, align uh, uh, the most.
0: Mm-hmm, definitely. And if you were to be interviewing a candidate to join one of your teams, what is something that you look for, personality trait or strength that you look for when interviewing?
2: I look for a cultural fit. I, so uh, uh, the culture in Telia is wonderful, and it's some, something that we want to preserve, and I want to make sure that the person will be successful at Telia, that Telia will be successful at having that candidate, and the mm-hmm. candidate will be successful at Telia. So being a cultural fit is really important. So asking that question, you know, we talked about our values, right? And I always, and the value of one can be interpreted in many different ways. Yeah. So. That's a great interview question to us. And, you know, you said our values, how do you feel about the value of one? And I learned a lot about that Ooh, cultural fit with the company. That is
0: a great That's interview great.
2: question.
0: Wow. Okay. This is a good tip if anyone's listening. these <laughs> All right. And then looking back over your incredible professional career, would
2: you say there has been one moment or one greatest triumph they had so many included at intelia. Yeah? but <laughs> i'll tell you about one that happened uh, many many years ago so when i went to work at Jensen we were working on a uh, uh, enzyme replacement therapy for Pompeii disease. It's a very devastating disease. Mm-hmm. And and when when you have the infantile version of it, um, you know, babies don't make it past 18 months. So we had mm-hmm. to really rush to develop this product. And to see that product, the BLA being filed, the BLA being reviewed, the BLA being approved, and, and not knowing that we could actually treat those uh, children it was, uh, it, it was incredible. Now, after that, I worked on many other um, amazing products too, but that was my first BLA ever. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
2: obviously I wasn't, I didn't do it alone. It was a huge team, <laughs> <actually>. <laughs> right? But, uh, but we all had a contribution uh, uh, to it.
0: That's beautiful. And then how about outside of your career? Do you have any personal life triumphs you're comfortable sharing? Oh, My children, uh, oh. I am
2: so proud of them. My my uh, grown children, uh, oh. you know, they are twenty nine and thirty two, so they have their own lives and their own careers, and uh, and they are they are incredible. And Did any of them, them grow? Follow? Oh yes, my uh, <laughs> both of them actually. Oh yeah my son is uh, um works in uh, device development so medical devices oh. like pens and auto injectors pre syringes etc so he works for a, another biopharma company uh, my daughter is in graduate school getting a bio uh, engineering degree oh a phd wow. in bioengineering Yep.
0: Yeah. oh that's beautiful oh.
2: that's
1: great they're following in your footsteps yeah.
0: <laughs> and then what would you say
2: is next for your career one of the things that I like to do is actually have a seat in a corporate board. And that's something I, um, I've been trying, you know, not particularly trying very hard to uh, contact other companies, et cetera, but it's something that I like to do. So I can see I've been in a company and working for a company, interacting with the board and seeing the board from the eyes of the company. And I like to see how the eyes of the board looks at a company. And I think it will actually round up um, my experience. Yeah, that's great.
1: So we'll now enter our rapid fire finale question. So when I ask it, it's the first thing that comes to your mind. So if you could invite one person living or dead to dinner, who would it be and why? Oh,
2: I would invite uh, Jennifer Doudna. Um, you know, the transformation uh, and we are seeing it through our interior products, right, of of uh, that seminal discovery and that seminal uh, paper. And I just, and and then the amazing career that she's had. Um, yeah, I think I wouldn't eat. It wouldn't be a dinner. It would be a <laughs> conversation,
1: right? So much, yeah, so much conversation. The food would definitely get cold, but that would be incredible. <laughs> yeah. What is something you're working on in your role currently that you're excited about?
2: We work on a lot of really exciting things. You know, what products, you know, uh, taking 2001 and 2002. Uh, we, we are in the clinic right now. The products that we are uh, doing IND enabling activities. But we announced uh, uh, this year earlier that we are building our manufacturing facility for Intelia. And so this year we are working with the... Uh, Uh, the design we're finalizing the design of that facility so that is very exciting to see uh, all the possibilities of things that we will be doing in that facility yeah so that's quite exciting and something that I spend a lot of time on too Yeah, and I didn't mention it when you asked me what is a day in the life of (laughs) (laughs) it it also includes that yeah
0: that's exciting I can't wait to tour it (laughs) yeah
1: Great things to look forward to, and I'm sure it will be so special once you know it's it's completed. And then we always love to close out and ask, "What is your favorite thing about
2: working at Intelia?" Oh, our people. It's that culture, right? It's our people. It makes such a difference, and the energy that you get being around Intelia people in the office is fantastic. But even uh, even uh, when you're in a team's call, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. definitely.
0: Thank you so much. This is fantastic. We appreciate your time and truly honored to speak to the first woman ever to have a PhD in Argentina in chemical engineering. That is remarkable. Thank you
2: so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. A huge thank
1: you to Eliana for coming on the show this week. I loved hearing Eliana reflect on the lessons she's learned throughout her career and all of the great work she's helping lead here at Intelia. And what a wonderful way to close out our third season of Imagine the Possibilities with Intelia. We want to thank all of our incredible guests that joined Maritza and I on the show this season, as well as all of you who tune in week after week. We can't wait for you to see what our fourth season will bring.